instead of ideas of what old looks like, being uh, frail and in ill health and all of these things that typically get associated with what it means to be old, what if we could be more like a candle? And if you've ever seen a, a stick candle, it burns brightly and then it goes out. Welcome to the Life in Paradise podcast, the show about creating a life you never need a vacation from. You'll gain inspiration from those who have done it before as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to live your dream life in paradise. With your host, attorney turned alchemist, Dawn Fleming. Well, today I'm going to dive into a really fun topic, and that is a plan to live to 120. Now, I don't know if you've given it any thought as to how long you want to live. I mean, when I bring that up, I, I think maybe you go, you think of a 120 year old person, decrepit and frail and sick. And if that's the image that comes to mind, then who wants to do that? Right? Only the good die young. Isn't that uh, the song? But no, what if, what if 120 could actually look like 75 or 80. When I was visiting my mom, we went and saw 80 for Brady. Great film, highly recommended if you haven't seen it. But all those ladies are in their 80. He's actually Rita Moreno in that film is 91 years old. And you'd never know it. So if you can be vibrant and have a great quality of life and, and do things that you want to do, whether it's you know, play golf or play tennis or, you know, basketball or, you know, whatever it is. Um, people do these things to, to ripe old ages. I remember seeing a little meme that had, you know, a frail little decrepit little old lady next to a bodybuilder. And, and I think it was, they're both 80 years old. What do you picture when you think of certain ages? So, we're going to talk about a couple of different things. I, I want to share some uh, information I've seen, uh, articles and resources available. But, you know, like many things that I teach, sort of the first step is to decide, make a decision, set your age. And if you want to have that you know, rich, happy dream life to age 120 and be vibrant and do that, I believe you absolutely can. But it's going to take you reprogramming the way that you think, because thoughts are things. And also, our society, as I've discussed before, as I've talked about in Claim Your Dream Life, is really very um, ageist, right? And does not portray older people, uh, the elderly in a positive life light. And I've talked about that before, but it's really true. And it's so subtle that, you know, it's easy for it to become embedded in our self uh, subconscious, like a lot of things do a lot of, of things that we believe are embedded in our self conscious, and we don't even know it. So really identifying those, um, those beliefs, those stereotypes that you might hold that you don't even realize that you do. And, you know, part of that is surrounding yourself with like-minded people. 
and folks that, you know, one of my mentors said she, you know, ran into a lady that said uh, she belonged to a 150-year-old club, meaning these people didn't just set 120, they set 150 years to live. Now, no one's ever done that before that we know of, but still, I love it, right? What a worthy goal. Because, you know, again, thoughts are things. What you think about comes about. And we know for a fact, I mean, you know, time and time again, you hear of, you know, particularly men, you know, retired age 65, boom, they're dead in a year. They have no purpose. They've, they've sent this signal to their body that it's time to leave. There's no reason for them to stick around. And so they don't. So that's the first one is, is that reprogramming of the, the way we think about age and what that image of age looks like to us, uh, really on a subconscious level. And then the second step really, or tip, I, I guess you might say, is really to make that plan to live until you're 120. Announce it. Tell the world, I'm going to live to 120 and I'm going to be happy and healthy. And that's what my future looks like. I've been asked about, I may have mentioned this before, I've been asked about long-term care insurance, what I thought of that. And I said, I'd never buy it because I'm never going to need it. I'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment. But, you know, focus on uh, what is it, what would it take to live to 120 and live well? Right. Do you know what? What are the changes you need to make in your lifestyle um, or your mindset or you know how you function on a day to day basis? What will you do to stay productive? Because that really, at the end of the day, is is going to be a huge part of it. Right? Is our ability to have purpose and meaning. And I love this story. It. It came out uh, a couple of years ago. There was a gentleman in Japan, a physician and actually a longevity expert who lived to 105. And uh, Dr. Hinohara was actually chairman emeritus of a hospital and university in Tokyo until the day he died at 105. And he wrote a book called Living Long, Living Good. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, to it for you. But he offered some advice. And I'm just going to tick through a couple of these because I think they tie right into what we're talking about today. And the first one is don't retire, right? And I've you've heard me say this before, the soul did not come here to retire. He says, but if you must do so, you want to do it a whole lot later than age 65. And, and I have some ideas about that. Uh, I'll talk about in a, in a moment. And, um, of course, you know, the fire movement, you know, these people retiring at age 30 or 40, like what, you know, that just doesn't um, make any sense. But yeah, he actually, until right before his death, he was actually treating patients. He was a doctor through and through. That was his purpose. And he embraced it really just uh, almost until the very bitter end. Um, he talks about exercise, right? The importance of exercise. And actually, there were just, I was looking for the article, I, I just came across it about a week or so ago, talking about the link between exercise and longevity. So keeping, keeping moving, right? And, you know, he talked about taking the stairs and always carrying his own luggage and packages and things like that. I also read recently that there was a link between people who didn't have balance. So if you can't stand on one foot, 
for 10 seconds or more, then that's a a pretty good indicator about how long you're going to live. So working on our balance, that's why things like Tai Chi or yoga, um, or, you know, really even, you know, strength training can really help keep our bodies moving and extend our lives. And he talks about, um, you know, and there was also another article I read recently about the link between eating less and living longer. We don't need to eat as much as we do as human beings. We're not doing physical labor in the ways we have maybe decades previously. We just, you know, don't work as hard. And so we don't need to have the caloric intake that, uh, you know, the Western diet really uh, has people eating. And, you know, like, like I said, you know, having that purpose, having that reason to get up in the morning, having that uh, desire to make a difference in the lives of others and enjoying it and, and having that like childlike ability to, you know, think back when you're a kid, maybe you lose track of time, you'd forget to eat uh, and, and really enjoying life so much that that is what, ha- what happens to you. And really keeping things fun and relaxed and not too rigid, not trying to, you know, wear ourselves out with too many rules. He talks about that. And, uh, it says, um, Richard Overton, actually one of the America's oldest surviving World War II veterans up until his death at age 112, he smoked cigars, drank whiskey, ate fried foods and ice cream on a daily basis. So it's really not about denying yourself a pleasure. Oh, I have to be a monk if I want to live to 120. No, not at all. And, you know, but really it's that stress-free life. The stress they're finding is really does such damage to our bodies as human beings, um, whether it's our organs or skin or or all these different things. And so really having that stress-free life and, and keeping busy. And one of the things he talks about is doctors can't cure everything. And here's a doctor, right? And he says, you know, instead, you have to, you know, look at your unique situation and know that there are many different ways to heal. And art, music, animals, all of these things are really uh, medicine for our soul, our body and our soul. You know, they don't really, still don't really know a lot about pain other than it's the body's signal to say, hey, something's wrong. But, you know, sometimes we obsess about pain and, you know, it, it's not a natural thing. Our body's a, a miraculous healer. And I think I have a, a book I want to share with you for next month about that because it really is something that I think m- most people aren't aware of. They don't really understand the power that they have when it comes to being an active participant in their own healing. You know, again, not to say you don't want to, you want to avoid doctors, but really letting your body do the work, the heavy lifting, and treating it well so that it can. 
reading about him and, and his uh, work in Japan and his, his stuff on longevity reminds me of the blue zones. If you're not familiar with those, these are areas of the world, um, certain cities that have, we live near one in Naples, Florida, that have a huge populations of older people that are thriving and understanding what are the things, what are the keys to success? There is a, a recipe, right? We just need to follow it, a roadmap. We can say, oh, okay, if we want to live this rich, long life, there are certain things that we can do to make that happen and understanding what they are. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castellitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. I'm so happy to have you with me for the Life in Paradise podcast. I love our listeners and fans and we'd love to show our appreciation for you supporting the show. So please head over to lifeinparadisepodcast.com where you can find free resources mentioned in the show and also register for our gifts, prizes, and swag. I'd also love to hear from you. So there's a place on that page to submit your questions, comments, and requests so I can serve you better. And if I answer your question on the show, we'll send you a free gift. If you don't want to live to 120 Nobody says you have to do that, but set a goal. Say, uh, uh, maybe I want to live to 100. If 120 is too much, maybe, you know, set a goal. And then make it a plan to, to get there. And don't say, I'm old. Um, I've joked about this before. Occasionally, you know, my husband's 10 years older than I am. And occasionally he, he would say, oh, I'm old. And I would say, no, you're not. You are not old right? Don't say that. Don't condition. That's part of that subconscious programming. You know, what we say, we, you know, our body internalizes. And so if you're constantly saying, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old, then your body is going to go, oh, I'm old. Oh, that means I guess I should act old. Oh, that means I should have, you know, arthritis and I should lose my balance and I shouldn't be able to do all of these different things. So again, it's sort of reframing that uh, image that we have in our mind of what you, what a certain age looks like. Maybe you want to consider instead is instead of looking at those, uh, ideas of what old looks like and, and being, uh, frail and in ill health and all of these things that typically get associated with what it means to be old. Instead, what if, what if we could be more like a candle and if you've ever seen a, a stick candle, it burns brightly and then it goes out. And so what if we could have this rich, happy dream life and be ha happy and healthy and, and be able to uh, do the things that we love well into old age? And then we don't have a need for long-term care 
because we're not sick. We're not going to be sick and die. And that's been my plan for the longest time because the reality of it is health is natural. Pain and ill health is not natural. Something's wrong. Something isn't working right in our system when that happens. And so, you know, I ask, what type of lifestyle do you want? If, if you can imagine yourself living to 100 or 120 and living well, being able to take walks perhaps or ride a bicycle or as I mentioned, you know, yoga or Tai Chi or, or, you know, like my mom plays shuffleboard or, you know, even golf. I mean, we've played tennis with people well into their nineties when we were living in, in Punta Gorda and doing competitive tennis, um, doubles, you know, they weren't playing singles run covering the whole court, but they were playing doubles and they loved it. It was good exercise for them. They could be out and about. So think about what type of a lifestyle do you want in this glorious, long, healthy life that you live and start visualizing that and start planning for doing those things. Finally, I would say educate yourself. Uh, there's uh, plenty of research out there that indicates that our cells actually have the ability to repair themselves, to regenerate themselves up to between 120 and 150 years of age. And after that, things really start to, you know, go to hell as it were, right? We can't really push the limits under that. But, you know, this is, these are lab studies. This isn't, you know, the research that's been on, done on human beings at this point. Um, it's on cells in the lab, it's on mice and DNA, but they're, the, Results are really promising. And so, you know, we want to be around to be able to benefit from these breakthroughs in science that are happening to allow us to, to live this long life. You know, we may think, oh, you know, that's, that's bunk. I don't think it's possible. But if you um, have ever read the Bible, you know that Moses lived to 120 years old. That's what the Bible says. And it says in his first 40 years, he was learning uh, from the Pharaoh and studying, meditating and learning philosophy. And then from age 40 to age 80, he fed Jethro's flocks, sheep and livestock. And then he was 80 years old when he saw the burning bush and God spoke to him and said, okay, now here you are age 80. This is your mission. And you're going to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And that was a 40 year journey. And he died at 120. So, you know, if you want to take that as precedent, um, not sure if you, you believe in this or not, but there there is some um, historical records that indicate that, that it's possible. So how long do you want to live? You, you want to make a plan to 120? Because here's the reality of it. And I'm going to just bottom line it for you. And I've said it before if you've listened to some of the other episodes. But uh, one of my mentors said, we dig our grave with our teeth. And it's so true. What do we put in our bodies? Are we drinking water? that the body really needs, or are we drinking soda or some other uh, empty calorie sugary drink? Sugar um, is, we know, does all kinds of, of things to the body. So I'm not going to get into that. We've, we've uh, covered that before. But what if you 
treated your body, what you put in your body, what you did with your body from a, a activity standpoint, like a high performing athlete, right? I don't think you see them um, chomping down on Big Macs real often, right? Or, or uh, eating these, uh, you know, prepared foods with all these chemicals and salts and sugars and fats and all that. No. Or what if you treated your body like a thoroughbred racehorse that's going to run this, this race, right? And that's it with us as human beings is we do have the ability. We are <laughs> a thoroughbred racehorse on this earth. So I hope you consider that this uh, is a, a topic that I think we're going to be seeing more and more of. I think we're going to see people who are living longer and we are going to see some of these breakthroughs where we're already starting to see study after study that, you know, talks about how we can minimize uh, dementia, Alzheimer's and a lot of other diseases. A lot of times they're nutrient deficiencies and uh, they still come back to the Mediterranean diet, you know, whether you think keto or whatever, I, we had dinner yesterday with Dr. Ben, he's my chiropractor, he's pretty much just protein only, that's all he does. And that and it works for him. He's he seems to be very healthy. And he, um, you know, advocates that to others. I don't know that it's the best diet for everybody. I don't think there is a diet that's good for everyone. But it's really finding that balance of, you know, what foods are nurturing to us, what foods are medicine to us. And there might be some variation. We're all, like I said, different human beings. So thinking about these things and putting that plan into place so that you can live that long, rich, happy dream life and live until the day you die. There's an episode on that. I'll put a link to that one in the show notes as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Life in Paradise podcast. Did you love this episode? If so, we'd love for you to follow, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to tune in every week for more inspired insights and wisdom to create your somebody pinch me reality. And until next time, dream big and act on it daily.